now aren't necessarily the same problems that we solved back then um but in terms of like outcomes that you're trying to drive for development teams it's still quick time to onboard in a standard way it's still being able to iterate hello and welcome to another episode of cloud unplugged um it's season two, episode seven, um, and I'm Jake Shaw. I am John Shanks. And today we're going to talk about uh, building cloud platforms versus buying them and all the t- different um, kind of pros and cons to doing that. So in the last episode, we talked about um, it, you know building internal teams that focus on um, providing a function, if you will, um, to, to the teams that are actually uh, building on the the business problem that they're trying to solve uh, for external organizations um now we've obviously we're in a in the software delivery world we're in this situation where um internal functions are kind of created and stood up to help people that are uh, delivering actual business value i mean that's kind of the definition of devops to a certain degree and how that discipline came about um they're there to surface or to help the developers um and how that sort of evolved over time um, means that there's this new sort of concept of platform engineering that has come about, right? Yeah. Um, and well, cloud platforms and then platform engineering and how that's sort of evolved over time as well. Um, so I thought we'd uh, we'd sit down and talk about um, kind of the pros and cons of of building a platform, the types of things that you would think about. And then, um, you know, touching on some of the experience that you have of, of leading teams that do exactly this. So um, I guess, where should we start? Uh, maybe in terms of the time um, t- taken to sort of build a platform or to even know the problem that you're going to solve as a platform team. Um, like when when you've started in, in, in the places that you've worked, how, how did you go about even aligning on a direction or a vision of the problems that you're going to solve? Um, well, <laughs> I guess a lot of the platform stuff historically was from experience of, I guess, historic models where uh, I come from companies where we've done embedded DevOps. Mm. And so I kind of seen that through in other organizations or a previous organization I was working for, and then could see that it didn't wasn't very optimal and wasn't very efficient. Also, some of the technologies that existed back then were quite, um, I guess, arduous and not as commoditized as they should have been for software delivery. Yeah. Things like config management and stuff yeah. like that. It's like not like whole configurations of machines VMs or physical machines from you know bootstrapping and then configuration and then the app yeah exactly. right and all the other stuff so it's very long-winded before you even got to the app mm. um so I guess from a vision perspective if you look at those then there were already existing issues that you're looking at and being like well this could be better um so if I was to do it again maybe embedding isn't the right answer because people aren't consistent um, you don't get consistency through people. We no, can kind exactly. of see see that. It's not really a community that you're driving either, right? So you've got like lots of kind of um, disaggregated ways of building something. But you'd, you'd think that 
people would maybe want to talk to each other if they're building something. Yeah. Right? So that and and you 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 almost expect it to happen because they work in the same organization, but it doesn't. Not as much. People do share. Yeah. I guess it's probably too too. Again, we always end up a bit philosophical with this, but um, people tend to only share the successes, the good things. Yeah. Um, when they share things, so it's usually like they'll tell you about now why it's really good mm. that they've just done. But they won't tell you about necessarily why, like while they're failing, all the failings going on before yep. they got to the good thing. So there's obviously that bit humanistically. Like, obviously, people don't do it. But second thing I think is that um, you're time pressured and you're in a team. Even when you choose tools, this is the thing I found really interesting was even with tools that you choose. Again, tools, not products, yep. which I kind of have a bit of an issue with sometimes. <laughs> but tools, the, go on. What's the difference between tools, not products? I think tools lend themselves to being exceptionally flexible. Okay. Um, and products tend to be a bit more prescriptive on the outcome they're striving for, and and more. I'd say a product's more focused on experience um, and fun. efficiency, and a tool is more there to do a very point thing in yeah. a very generic way. I, I feel um, like a tool is just like a single point solution for a thing, and then a product generally has more uh, things that it's trying to solve. As a as a like a definition um, of of it, really. Yeah, they do get very niche products that only do do a very specific thing. Mm. Um, but I think it's just more a tool is something that is more flex. I would say tools but more configurable, as would, in like to do lots of things. At, like, is in. Would you say like Terraform as an example? Is, is a, tool? a tool or a product? Definitely a tool. Really, not okay. a product. Interesting. The SaaS bit of it will be a product. Okay. But the tool itself is a tool. Mm. It's not a product. Fine. Um. A product for me is like something that brings an outcome. Jenkins, tool or product? Ooh, yeah, that's a tricky one, actually. Mm. It's like a tool, guys, as a product. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that tricky butler. <laughs> exactly. Tricky Jenkins. Um, yeah, I'd say that was more of a tool. Tool experience because it's pretty much, it's so flexible. I think that's mm. the thing. I think when there isn't a defined outcome it's striving for, you can basically do loads and loads of different things. For me, that's very tooly um it's not basically what we've um uh, what we've aligned on is that no one knows <laughs> it's just a tool and a product who knows no Jay, we does. don't know yeah we I'm don't not know sure that no one knows <laughs> yeah basically we, we don't, just we don't, don't know, know. yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> big difference there but yeah maybe, maybe next time you'll you'll you know have an opinion that is based on uh, well tools <laughs> i mean i don't know i just think in terms of like um any tool in the industry in any different industry mm. is i guess maybe synonymous but i think it's more you'd need lots of different tools to then create the outcome if you see what i mean so then I, think about a job it's like you need a variety of different tools like if you're a, I don't know, any type of industry to get the outcome honestly i think they're like they're semantics again because if you think about it um let's say a hammer right um the person that's using that hammer is like oh yeah give me that tool give me that hammer but the company that's building it are like oh here are all of my products that i've built so it, it honestly i think it's which side of the fence you're sitting on and how you think about the thing that you've delivered um there might be even like product management that goes into building that thing um does that make it a product like is it more about how it's built than the thing that it's solving who, who i don't really know I think it's just, again, just semantics. So do you think, though, a tool's more for a person and a product's more for a business? Probably. Mind you, you do get B2C products, so... There you go. Oh, um, anyway. Yeah. Um, 
hair shampoo. What is it you're asking again? <laughs> you know, it's just such a weird, weird what, uh, what, what were you asking? Um, what was the question? What was the question? So outside of tools and products. Outside of tools and products. Um, what was the problem that um, you know, when you've built a cloud platform, um, how did you know which are the problems to solve and then how did you go about doing it? Um, well, I guess I didn't necessarily know all problems to solve, obviously, at the beginning, but I definitely knew what problems you would would be introduced. Again, that's what I was saying about, I mean, even the previous episode, like history tells you a lot, mm -hmm. a lot of stuff, right? When you've been through the motions many times over in lots of different companies, yeah. you see things repeat. And so you then like, well, there's no point making the things that, you know, there weren't necessarily mistakes, but on reflection, hindsight's twenty twenty. you look back and you think, well, actually, if I was to do this again, yeah, well, I wouldn't yeah. do it this way. And I think that's literally exactly what Monzo turned around and said. We said, yeah, yeah, I said that in previous episode. So, but I guess that's the point, previous, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, if you were yeah. to do things again, yeah. would you do it the same way? No. And that's experience that tells you that. Um, and I guess you've watched things go about in certain ways, but um, it could also people, be yeah. that, you know, like normally you wouldn't necessarily do things a certain way. Um, and there's always something that you would change because that's the whole point, right? You've learned that something doesn't work and now... No, it doesn't work. It's just that it was... Less efficient than it could have Yeah, because you, yeah. you've gone on the journey already. Exactly, yeah. So it's like that, it's like anything. It's like, well, that was a really long route to get here. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like yeah. actually now on hindsight, I could have probably much got faster, here in 10 minutes. Much cheaper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I guess that's the point. So you kind of look at the limitations of, that was it, tools I was saying. And like when you've introduced things, people standardize. When people used to standardize, it standardized on the tech. And you end up with like these tech kind of radars mm -hmm. or tech maps of the like, hey, this is all the tech tools that we're <laughs> going to use. And you're like, yeah, but you can... Use them in you, a million different ways. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can use them in so many different ways. Yeah. And that's exactly what would happen. Yeah, and so you'd end up with like variations of pretty much the same thing all slightly different mm. and when you look at that you're like well this on aggregate over time is going to be expensive because there's so much variability going on now no standardization other than one tool yeah um, and, and insecure like people exactly I, I that's people, the point yeah yeah people don't talk necessarily about you know how insecure having all of this um you know e even if you want to talk about autonomy of choice or whatever but when you're introducing so many different moving parts and you've then got to configure those parts and those those configurations aren't in any way um, defined as sort of a practice that is then, re you know, repeated and reused, that is, that's a lot of risk. Right? It's a huge amount of risk. I think that's where the biggest, the biggest constraint, I mean, other than inefficiency, obviously mm -hmm. it's not very optimal to be kind of, solving the same problem in different ways multiple times over across different projects but then also because of that then yeah that's it now you're like well i can't actually guarantee that we're in a secure place now because there's so much variability so yeah. i kind of have to know it. but they're the limitations so you kind of look at you like well actually let's not do that again yeah right because that's like it won't scale nicely for the business because you're going to introduce risk um and also it's not efficient and people become very project focused and that's not necessarily a bad thing but if you're trying to be more business focused mm -hmm. um overall more holistic then the you want teams to be sharing all the time about everything going on across projects yeah. because it's yeah. then you do get to see the patterns much quicker yeah. than like being disaggregated and maybe they're going to be more project 
are focused, which means they become more part of the project team mm. and less part of maybe the function of like, how do we solve these challenges across all these projects in a consistent way? Um, so it kind of switches, you know, you're more like you don't see all those problems because you're not part of it. You're just focused on getting the project over the line. It's funny, so, right? Because then you also have, you know, the concept of like enterprise architecture and if that's kind of the problem that they're supposed to solve really is um seeing all of these patterns that um are being developed on into different projects and because they are almost a central function being able to kind of connect the dots but that's not normally how like Doesn't anywhere that then i've been uh that has you know, it's like government <laughs> yeah exactly it's like when you centralize it just doesn't, doesn't really work, work does it right, they're too disconnected yeah, they yeah. pretend they know what people yeah. want but they really don't know what people want it's in the just end just yeah. a centralization of power without necessarily yeah you've got to be living it day yeah. to day i think and when you've got people that are trying to deliver the projects but from a central perspective mm. then you're kind of sharing because you're all in it together on making the projects efficient um all projects not just the one you're working on yeah exactly. um, and i think that's a nicer thing because you get to see the patterns and then you can share problems and mm. find solutions to those problems faster that's the benefit of having pro platform engineering the difference i think now is when i think maybe we're in another kind of period but yeah. back then containers were just new so obviously LXC and you know um the changes in the kernel made by google blah blah Linux kernel but for c groups then docker came out but it was in its infancy mm. um so that felt better as a package management system for applications than yeah. say using config management to then deploy an app onto a vm yeah uh, much more um repeatable and easier for developers um and you can obviously test it locally um so there's like added value there on delivery um and then kubernetes came out it wasn't out when we started then yeah, it kind of came Mesos, out yeah 0 0.2 yeah. is mesos and marathon yeah. um is it mesos or mesos it was well, i think it depends where you're from uh, yeah exactly. yeah but Could yeah we say mesos grass, but yeah grass, yeah, yeah. There we go. and um but yeah so there was like then like how do you schedule the running of the containers and then obviously then swarm kind of came out and mm. then kubernetes had already come out and we looked at that when it was 0 0.2 so it had just come out and there's loads of things missing God, yeah. um but then you could look at their roadmap and you'd look at some of their proposals and you'd read through and how they'd conceptually modeled out um everything made more sense mm. right so you're like oh yeah actually a replica of something and then it became a deployment later and um storage and you know state yeah. um and so they'd thought through there's a really good like way of blocks yeah they'd yeah. thought conceptually well about the problem before they'd even engineered yeah anything for it and that that's what i got bought into but that felt much more optimal mm. for software delivery for because of those paradigms so then you're like okay well we can obviously build on this to form a platform team you know which will then give a consistent way of all the t all the projects delivering but obviously that was hard back then but now you're like actually there's loads of things out there that kind of do that and you d also don't you're not building well uh, unless you're kind of on-prem or whatever you're probably not building <laughs> kubernetes from scratch like the cloud yeah. providers exist right well now so, yeah exactly so kubernetes you know is almost commonly seen as a platform for building platforms but when you're getting it commodity, then what's the what, what is the next problem to solve? Um, how, what are you getting commodity, and how what's that sort of developer experience look like? 
What do you mean? So, um, so you, you know, we we based a um, a platform. We built a platform on using Kubernetes as a main kind of component of how teams were delivering software. Um, but there are a couple of things in that um, that we could probably talk about. But I'll just touch on. So it was like a multi-tenanted platform, which meant that. Uh, the time for a team to get started because you weren't reinvented you know because you didn't have to there was already something that exists and that was just scaling and that was kind of inbuilt in the way that the 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 the, um, clusters were built and stuff rather than creating new and creating isolation which is kind of commonly seen as best practice now so there's different it's almost like like you were saying the problem has moved to a different place um, because there's so much um, uh, innovation that's gone on with the cloud providers that they're offering up a different way of consuming a base level platform. Yeah. So the problems to solve now aren't necessarily the same problems that we solved back then. Um, but in terms of like outcomes that you're trying to drive for development teams, it's still quick time to onboard in a standard way it's still being able to iterate on your development uh, on your on your products in a way that simplifies and abstracts a lot of the details so that you don't have to get into the ins and outs of how you're managing the infrastructure or the networking and all of that stuff Mm. um but it's but people still kind of think that they you know there's it's unique that they have to you know they they, they're like okay uh instead of focusing on a product that solves those problems i'm gonna solve it internally for my business because my business is unique um what why yeah i wouldn't say that's true i don't think people i don't think people set out to try and take on that big problem i think people Mm. start like the bit the bit that kind of goes on which is the same as cloud it's until you've it's very easy when you've gone on the journeys many times over to kind of understand the problems better. Yeah. Um, you know, and where you end up when you make decisions because you make choices and choices have ramifications and you're not quite sure what those choices mean in the end until later. And obviously that's hindsight, right? Because you're like, oh, actually, maybe that wasn't the best decision. Or, yeah. But you only know that through basically rehearsals, right? You've gone through it a few times before that you kind of then learn from those things. So I'm saying experience counts for most stuff. Okay. It's hard to replace that in, in truth. But I think the other thing, just to pick up what you said, is I think there's a there's a few opinions I have on this because the cloud to me is the platform. Mm. That's the first thing I would probably point out. A platform. The well, platform? It's, it is. the pla- If you're all in on cloud... Yeah that's that's it True. that's yeah. the platform yeah. right if you don't have on-prem and other stuff or arguably now you can have cloud on-prem but yeah. what if you've got multiple um, clouds again no it's the cloud the cloud but the there's no i mean there are obviously um solutions out there that kind of standardize across clouds um but let's say you're on google and aws yeah right? um do you have two platforms do you have one cloud platform like what, what, well i think that's a different but if you, I guess the first thing is if you're winding back or just from yeah. just just making decisions, if, if you accept the fact that the cloud is the platform, sure, right, it's giving you the components. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's the entirety of everything, okay? Because obviously you might want to use something from some other 
cloud type. So I'm not saying that it's just a cloud vendor mm-hmm. or that it's just the major cloud vendors because you might use something else. Mm-hmm. Like GitHub wasn't owned by Microsoft originally, right? Mm-hmm. So you might have had GitHub. That, again, is part of the cloud, yeah. I would say. That's what I'm saying. There's, okay. It's, it's a bit more generic from just maybe the cloud. But there's loads from a cloud vendor, one of them. You get loads. Yeah. And then you get more even from another cloud vendor and you should be able to choose maybe because there's cost reasons for one or the other. But then when that decision has been made on like, because that's a decision you have to make, do I do I either have a mandate because I have to be multi-cloud or is there value from a commercial perspective on being able to pick the right tool for the right job mm. um, in the business? And actually that's more economical commercially and it creates good commercial competition internally to the business having the cloud vendors maybe i'll get a better deal yeah right that's a decision though then you then drive strategy from that because if those things are important then you're like okay well now how do we make this work um and i think you can get into platform engineering in quotes mm. but i think you've already confined what you mean by platform so yeah. now you've also confined like what you're trying to engineer um because then you're like right well this is all about trying to drive effectiveness on the right cloud in a consistent way um, without maybe the developers knowing hugely the big differences other than that they get to consume the things that they need for their applications. That's an outcome you're striving for then. Yeah, Um, and without them necessarily being an expert in, like a developer isn't always an expert in cloud infrastructure. Exactly, exactly. So that's it. So then you start to, then you start to confine the decisions like what's important mm. so you're like well it's not great if the devs are going to spend ages learning the cloud vendor yeah. it's not going to be great if it's a different experience from one cloud to the next yeah. um because obviously the speed of onboarding from like one team that's or, or even the cloud is going to be slow um, versus another where they've learned it if it's too too different yeah. then the technologies come into play because then you're like well which technologies are agnostic between the clouds is there any like, well yeah kind of docker kubernetes containers are agnostic and that kind of starts to lend down your strategy then at those points but you also don't want to you know as things we've spoken about before is when you do all these heavy infrastructure type plays they're the things that are time consuming for porting between clouds applications easy change the library retest your code probably way faster but oh you know we need all this infrastructure then i need to get this team then it needs to be project manager then we need to do change management then we need to (laughs) and you're like yeah maybe this other cloud is like going to take us ages like yeah because you've like basically wedded yourself in yeah exactly so like now an infrastructure problem not really an application problem yeah and now you've blocked all the apps getting to the cloud that they want to use right so it's like so you have to take all those things into consideration it's so funny that you say that right like if you if you think about why cloud even exists it's to solve that problem like yeah it used to take so much capital expenditure and time to go and build a data center right and now you're like now you've invested so much in a single cloud provider and the infrastructure within that cloud provider that it's like that's the almost the next bo- bottleneck to solve mm. to a certain degree so you've not like necessarily made it easier to port those applications because it doesn't really care too much about where the cloud you know where the infrastructure you're you're using is um unless you're you know you're really um ridiculously um specific about the type of I don't know, CPUs that you're using and you've optimized in certain ways or whatever, right? But for the most part, you're probably not. Um, so that initial, that upfront cost 
of time and money is really really high yeah um it potentially if you've made those those decisions and not enable the right things in in the right way for the business because yeah, those things aren't about the experience mm. that's the difference so if you were to ask what's the developer experience we're after well okay if business a or business unit a has application a um and application b needs to talk to application a then the experience should be that maybe application B team can request connectivity to application A. Maybe that's the experience we're striving for. And application A then knows, yeah. oh, look, someone's requesting access <laughs> yeah. from this other team. I'll approve or I'll reject or I'll go and speak to them. Yeah. But that's not, that's experience yeah, yeah. versus like, oh, actually, we have a, you know, we've already, we're not even thinking about experience. We're just going in for like, we need a network Process. team yeah, exactly. and we're going to manage it via change management and we can do all this other stuff. And it's like, okay, well, that's very different now to yeah. like apps, like optimizing for effective ways of working for delivering software. Optimizing it's, for autonomy, really. Optimizing for autonomy, but also you're trying to work out who should own the responsibility mm. for those decisions yeah. and who should have the right oversight. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Everything's about, trying to work out the right questions to ask on the experience yeah. ownership how's a business set up then you drive the technology over it because you know what you're aiming for um but it's rare that's what i'm saying it's rare people thinking that way right. generally speaking but um because it's complicated to think all that through in advance and like and also just the industry doesn't think in that way right the industry to a certain i think degree, it does it's starting to now i think it I does think. but i don't think it's it's not an easy like unless you'd unless you could bridge again we talked about this before tech, tech and, and business, business. Yeah, exactly, yeah then sometimes you don't necessarily see the ramifications of how you're working mm. at scale because you're siloed to a team you're not necessarily seeing that on aggregate this maybe isn't the best way to operate, yeah. right? This isn't the most effective way to deliver software. Um, but you don't know that because you're kind of in your team. You might be frustrated for other reasons in your team, but you might not know everyone else has got the same frustrations in mass. Yeah. And actually they're costing the business a lot or they're slowing down delivery a lot. And people will always want to go on the journey themselves. And people think that this problem they're seeing for the first time unique. is unique yeah. and you're like this isn't unique um, <laughs> a lot solved. of the time it's been solved and someone's already experienced it yeah um so you don't have to go through trying to work it all out it's like just invest some time probably doing a bit of research to see like who else has found this problem already listen to a podcast or or listen, to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. listen to just our podcast just our yeah. podcast <laughs> um yeah no i think so i'm kind of waffling a lot but um I think, yeah, you've, for, for each time I've done that role historically, I've learned different things anyway from mm. the previous and they obviously feed into the next. And then you start looking at things differently. Obviously, you ask different questions the second time round, the third time round, the fourth time round. Um, and the industry's moved, so then you kind of have to assess. But I think, I think there's a level of maturity until some other radical kind of you know ai self-writing <laughs> self-generating world yeah, exactly. which is when we're like you know who knows what that looks like but yeah. i think for now there's probably there's enough if you if your assumptions are that the platform's giving you enough value already mm. um that they have become the platform because obviously they have a lot of products under their umbrella like a platform would um I just need to recognize that value. How quick, yeah, and how quickly can I make that value be recognizable to the business units? Consumable. How how quickly? And consumable, can I, yeah. 
how quickly can I enable my business to consume the value that's already offered by the platform? Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. in a secure in way. In a secure way. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think then you have Anything. a customer as a platform team. Your customer is then the other projects delivering. Mm. And you have to care about making them as effective as possible mm -hmm. with the decisions you're making and take ownership of that. And some of that is obviously researching the industry. You've got to do that. You've got to work out what's already there. Um, Deciding what you're optimizing for. Right, because everything is a trade-off to a certain degree, right? So, like, you can, um, you could be, uh, or you can create this sense of security um, by locking everything down. That's what we've seen in, in lots of businesses. That's how they used to function. But um, if you make it uh, easy to do the right thing, and um, you know, create sort of paved roads and all this kind of stuff, which are naturally secure, then you can also give autonomy to a certain degree to mm. those to those people so just understanding that there are like you have to be really conscious of the things that you're optimizing for and there's ways to do that well nowadays um and there's easier ways to than having like a really kind of um uh really aggressive or strong opinion on on leaning one or, or the other that's kind of why you look at a cloud platform and you start using you know picking all of the pieces to to um, build them up in the right way to to provide that internal platform mm. yeah well i guess other things as well like companies that are more b2c have taken experience really serious right mm. so it's like i'm not an expert um you know on measuring heart rates yeah. or you know res respiration amounts or whatever else right but my watch suddenly can do those things and it's simplified to the point where i can tell you about those things yeah. because the, the app's telling me yeah. right so that difference the same with your macbook it's like i don't have to like it tasks there's a new upgrade do you want to do it is is now a good time do you want yeah. to reschedule it like that's about experience it's like well yeah i mean i'm not I don't have a local MacBook specialist in my area knocking door to door. Yeah, you do. Saying, "Excuse me, <laughs> but um, do you need to? Do you need an upgrade for your for your Mac?" I'm where I'm just in the area. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a yeah. new thing come out. Yeah. We're here to upgrade you, and that's sometimes how the industry's working in developers. Like you've got teams trying to manage infrastructure mm. underneath other business units that are really accountable and responsible for the outcome like i would be for my map but if i'm yeah. using it i'm yeah. using it right now not a good time oh, i'll come back tomorrow then and then maybe you like that's really inefficient how many of those people do we need but <laughs> so you can see like actually can i sort that out yeah just shift it over and that's where kind of shift left comes yeah, from, i exactly. suppose to a point but now you have you have shifted it left to the consumer yeah right you're You've not shifted the choice and because you the still own the almost the responsibility of that thing um being done well yeah but you've shifted the choice of when to do it yeah exactly right? when to do it and how simple it is and how simple it is right exactly. because i don't have to get into the weeds of that upgrade yes right and then yeah. watching it and then things don't work and i've got yeah. a load of things i need to do right exactly. um now it's just uh, tries to be as elegant as possible press um, a button you're done exactly just yeah. it just happens or it happens when i choose it to happen exactly. um but i don't get bogged down in all that so my phone i don't have to be an expert on literally android itself for example and, and or, so i mean i'm not sure if this is a biased question but do you think that um people are trying to uh you know not necessarily thinking about the problem where they're creating that sort of experience 
always um, when they're building an internal platform because they want to have this kind of central um, uh, feeling of control. I, I'm going to upgrade you because I'm the one that's responsible for this security risk and therefore you just have to comply versus, no, you're the one responsible for the risk and you're the one responsible for the relationship to your business users and this is going to affect them, right? So like... Where where do you think um, where do you think the in, like that that internal platform team and how they're thinking about it is thinking of those problems? Um, well, they- again, I, I think that's it, isn't it? You need to decide mm. what's the right, experience. what's the most well, yeah, what the experience results in probably some outcome because if that experience is good then maybe people can onboard faster, developers can onboard faster, maybe they can release quicker, um, maybe things are always upgraded, right? So actually, if, if currently we're saying on average, only 30% of our estates patched in time within say, if our time was like 24 hours, mm-hmm. um, or maybe it's maximum five days, how fast, if we were to measure it, is that happening across mm. the business? Um, because if it ends up only 20%, 30% actually do do that and 70% or 80% maybe we are unpatched under the frequency of which we'd expect from a security perspective, then there's an issue. So then it's like, well, how do we fix that issue? Well, the issue is that there's a bunch of people that have to go and work with the business Just units right, and manually go off and do it. Um, so we could scale the team, <laughs> One option, yeah. right? We need to find more of those people, blah, blah, blah. That's going to be time-consuming, etc. So it's just how you're looking at the problem, whether it's worth solving. If you care about it, you'll solve it. If it's made easy, people will do it. If it's, you know, so it's just on how you're going to design the, the how you're going to solve the problem and design for it in the yeah. right way. If it's not a problem, then there isn't anything to fix. Exactly. So in which case, who cares, <laughs> right? Otherwise, you're creating a problem for yourself. Yeah. Um, that maybe isn't worth resolving as a priority. But I think technology can, like we're saying, technology can bend in a way that's of value. Mm. You can make anything work in any way you kind of want it to work within, yeah. obviously, reason physics, obviously. But um, <laughs> but I think, generally speaking, it's about what it is you're striving for. And then also, whether there's things that are there, I think is probably the point which you're going on. I think what I have seen is if people are on a journey themselves, then they can get caught in the trap of, um, I was delivering for the project. This is where, this is kind of when you get, um, what's the word you call it? I don't know. My brain's just kind of gone. um, Describe it. What are you talking about? Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's so annoying (laughs) when that happens. Um, The shadow IT. Oh, that's the word, right? Um, So, you'll have a team that kind of sets up they're solving a problem for a project then rumor rumors happen like oh <laughs> like, like, yeah, yeah like that team's managed to get to like i think that team managed to get to amazon even though we're allowed to use amazon that team's using google even though yeah. use google right so then like oh are they they're using google so then like hey we'd really like to use google too and they've already done some work so like why don't you just use what we've built exactly. like yeah, it's gonna yeah, be yeah. so much quicker like then you can reuse but so you end up with this 
accidental platform accidental platform that gets created yeah just because yeah. The, it, people see the value in something and then they do start to reuse it because there's less friction yeah um and you've managed to get through the friction somehow that they're facing so they're obviously going to go to you exactly um so there's like yeah it, it, so accidental platforms and how they grow um, and then having to kind of learn product management or, or maybe even not if that's not a problem that you're trying to solve wider for the business. And then there's like intentional platforms where you've got um, people that have gone out to solve those problems that may or may not think about them in a way that um, creates the right type of behavior for the developers and the right ownership for the people that are shipping code to customers. Yeah. Um, so it's it's like there's quite a lot of things to think about right there's it's it's not an easy um thing to necessarily solve and it doesn't really stop no exactly like, it's, a, it's an ongoing it's that's why constant. I, you know reflection i mean i kind of agree with monzo if i was to now you wouldn't personally i mean it's obviously yeah. michael i i wouldn't build it was only exactly. because there was limitations to the existing tech stacks that i'd used exactly. before yeah. that i don't think were optimal um, and were quite frustrating and costly and yeah. time consuming and insecure all the other reasons and cloud back then was also didn't maturing have yeah, didn't yeah. have half of the things yeah. now there's loads of things there yeah. um it's not finished by any means it's not like you just it's a it is a it's not necessarily a developer platform no in that sense but it's a platform which and you can create a developer platform from that exactly. platform yeah um so I think that's probably the delta. Mm. But then there's loads of things out there that maybe can get you pretty much most of the way there. Yep. Um, because then you can spend time on the bigger problem. Like we all know there's bigger problems like monitoring. Is it set up well? Do people have the transparency? Yeah. Are you actually looking at um, efficiency and, and latency and you know all those things and service meshes and they're kind of like there's so many other places to look solve problems. to solve problems yeah, exactly. that i think are you doing continuous delivery properly yeah can you have you put the right sort of quality measures and gates in to 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 enable th something like that yeah there's so templating many yeah exactly there's how do you get people up and running really quickly what about the languages yeah. You know, if you're standardized on all that stuff, do you have all like your logging formats worked out across yeah. all your languages so it's all consistent? Do you have like libraries for observability in all your Internal languages so it's all yeah. cons all consistent? Exactly and so there's so many other places that you can focus yeah. um, now. But I think, yeah, it's probably trying to work out where your time's best spent mm. as a platform team to solve the other problems rather than going on the journey. But I also do appreciate that you do accidentally go on journeys without realizing and then you realize oh there was already things out there i'm <laughs> yeah. sure that happens to loads of people like i didn't even look yeah, i wasn't exactly. i wasn't trying to build a platform so it'll be that where it's not intentional um so it's accidental but i think when it's intentional then yeah i wouldn't understand why you like building your own car it's like why would i build even if i was a mechanic i'm not gonna build <laughs> my own car unless it's a hobby like yeah. why would It'll i so, imagine if you if you you know if everything that you used you had to build, build it yourself, from scratch. right? Imagine how much time and effort that would take you. That's nuts. Yeah, I like think if clothes, that was true, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. Houses. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like a, Houses. I'd have been dead a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Poisoned or like frozen to death or something. Yeah, I'm not necessarily the most practical. Oh, no. um, but yeah, so yeah, I mean, what's your view on uh, on platform building? Building versus buying. I think there's this... Um, my my slightly biased view is that um there's so much upfront 
um, kind of capital expenditure when you go on the journey of building anything, right? You have to, you know, hire a team, um, put some time outside, like understand the problem that you're tr trying to solve, hire a team in a, a very buoyant market. Um, so the salaries or, or day rates or whatever is, is, are going to be quite high. Um, and you've already now got this massive cost um, and uh, responsibility of, of this ongoing cost um, before you've actually delivered any business value. Mm. And that's, again, sort of the problem that cloud solves. Like you can just grow, you, you know, all of that, all of that innovation exists behind the scenes yeah. and you can consume it in a way that allows you to grow with it and so i think that um going on the journey of even like intentionally starting to build is just not efficient it's just yeah. really really well you don't have the economies of scale and you don't have the economies of scale because yeah. you're built it only for your own company exactly and it's like well yeah people are building it for lots of companies so they yeah. can do economies of scale on it so it's like your price point internally as a team yeah it's gonna be way higher because it's <laughs> yeah. absolutely just for you yeah, um rather than their product that's for many and therefore you're going to pay what probably like a much smaller price point yeah because of that you know it'd be like running your own data center to match amazon's or google's exactly probably not cost efficient <laughs> no. it probably can do it at a cheaper price point because they're reselling it on yeah exactly so it's just the same it's just the same principles it's the exact same principles yeah. exact exact same principles and i guess the other thing is that like innovation right so you know you, you go on this journey um you have this team you build it build it whatever and it's uh, highly skilled but then you've um once you start getting uh, users of that platform so you've you've gone on a journey maybe it's taken you like a year um because prob that's probably about the the average if you have a, a large uh, sort of development team let's say it's taken you a year to build this now you've then got a support cost and those people those really smart people that have built this thing are stuck supporting the thing and the users that they've built rather mm. than carrying on that innovation and that product that internal product growing with the actual demand of it properly um so but there is a lot i mean think about all the aspects monitoring logging continuous integration and deployment so much to do um like single sign-on tools yeah. um artifact storage and then you kind of have things in, i mean some of those are in the cloud as well as mm. solutions um then you then have like, well, how are you going to package up your application? How are you going to deploy that application? What's the technology you're going to be using there? And then how does all that feed into all those other tools in the right way? How does app A talk to app B? How do you see? It goes on and on and on and on. And I think those problems are complicated in some ways, but like we're saying, they're solved, Yeah, really. They're not like they're new. They've always existed. And there are a lot of solutions out there and there are lots of ways of, making those things repeatable like if you you know and if you need monitoring in lots of places the same monitoring, there are repeatable ways to do it yeah. um but you don't have to re-engineer it all from scratch exactly. and so i think that's the thing so in conclusion use them <laughs> don't build them <laughs> yeah unless you've got some very bespoke actual genuinely bespoke yeah. requirements which you might have i mean yeah. i don't know but i think generally i'd say the majority I doubt very much that they were that unique. And even if it was unique, you don't want to bend the 80% of the business 
to now be unique yeah. for the small things that are unique. Because I do see that a lot. Like, yeah, but you know, this project, this has these requirements and it's you're like, okay, yeah, but like 90% of the other projects don't. Exactly. So exactly. are we going to now break all 90%? Just, a bit like bloody hybrid. I yeah, kind of feel like exactly. a bit like hybrid cloud. It's like you've got massive value in cloud. cloud yeah. You're now going to, what? You're going to reduce the value of the cloud because yeah. you've got some on-prem. Exactly. Oh. Why? Exactly. Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't understand. Lowest common denominator. Yeah, let's be, let's be the lowest common denominator yeah. so, and yeah. devalue the value of, of cloud. It's like, what? I don't understand. Treat them differently. Yeah. They're not the same then. Exactly. If, if it can't match and they're not like for like, then they're not like for like. That's it. Let's not pretend they are and let's not devalue something. Yeah. To... Where you can move really quickly. Yeah. The cost, you know, the, the price of moving and delivering is generally cheaper than doing it in, in the kind of lowest common denominator. On yeah. You're not going to get the same just, services. Yeah, do you get, do you get 300 services on your on-prem? <laughs> no. Okay. Then they're not the same. Right. Let's decide. They're not the same. And maybe well, you don't need all 300 which is fine too because it might be like actually maybe it does match you only need five i have um fine. there's like james bad. as a service and amy as a you know there's all of these kind of people that know. exists as uh services so right. you just <laughs> I don't even them. know what to say to that could <laughs> <laughs> take a very different turn all of a sudden but, i don't know what other business you've got going <laughs> on <laughs> But I'm, I was just, I was talking about technology here. That's what I thought I was talking about. Um, oh, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and on that wonderful note, um, we've probably uh, um, spoken about this. Yeah, um, I don't think we've just we're probably just repeating ourselves. But, um, exactly. If you've got other opinions, obviously as well. Obviously, always glad to. Hear. I'm sure people from Spotify from our last episode <laughs> they probably messaged to be like. Like, what were you talking about? Yeah, um, all wrong, all wrong. All wrong, yeah. So if, if people have opinions to share, obviously, glad to hear what other people think as well. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And see you next time. Yeah, bye.